This is Things You Might Not Have Heard, and I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and today, <coughs> this morning, <coughs> excuse me, lock, lock, this morning, 5.50 a.m. on Monday, the 20th of November, 2023, with all that coughing fit taken care of, I'm going to present to you the weekend's latest in information, politics, short events, and pop culture news. We are your go-to seminal source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories. Some you may have missed throughout the week, in this case, the weekend of coverage, but we give you extra context to everything we can give to you right there. We have eight stories, sorry, we have 10 stories for you today because it is the weekend edition from all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this morning. And we, if you're seeing the video right now, you're watching Jessica Alba, or you're seeing her standing there uh, in all her beauty. Now, she is not one of my future ex-wives in that list, but she's gonna get the respect that she deserves from a little bit of a comment that came out this week, which turned into a big old internet thing plus as we said nine other stories to get through through the weekend stuff to have something to talk about for this weekday this monday We'll explain how we got to this story and the other nine stories together in the vetting process of the whole thing and have some fun stuff to present at the end. So make sure you stay tuned for the entire gathering here. More information about us, full information about what we do all day long, all the time at our website. This is a conversationproject.com. We have, as I said, 10 stories to get to. Uh, so let's get into them so we don't lose too much time. We are working all week this week. This is the week of Thanksgiving. We're working all week this week, and so there will be some extra work. That's your warning on that on that there's extra ads. But let's get into the storylines for today being Monday, November the 20th, 2023. Headline number one reads like this because it's Angel Reese's world and we're just all living in it. She's probably the best player in college basketball without, you know, there might be some controversy, but seriously, Angel Reese, this young lady at LSU is probably the best player in college basketball and one of the best trash talkers of legend as it is just in college. She's returning to the court for LSU um, recently. Uh, she was out early this week. Uh, neither she nor head coach Kim Mulkey had provided an actual update on what was going on. Uh, but Mulkey benched Reese for 13 minutes during a win over Kent State last week. Uh, but the Final Four MVP took the high road on social media and didn't really go into detail on what happened. What happened? Reese's mom sparked a beef with Kia Brooks, who claimed that Angel carries an embarrassing GPA. Multiple WNBA players chimed in on the bizarre spat that Mulkey promised to address the situation, but her statement provided no actual clarity. Angel Reese may not be the smartest cookie in the batch. She may not have a great GPA. She may be just playing basketball to go play basketball for the pros and make money for it. There aren't the opportunities in women's basketball as are in men, so that may happen. Apparently, it's good enough for her to be on the team. We'll see how this one plays out. Very quickly, Sean Diddy Combs and Cassie set a lawsuit after rape accusations. Essentially, the lawsuit came out Friday, or we learned about it Friday. I guess it was probably filed maybe late Thursday, and the news took time to catch up, or they caught up to it really quickly to get into it on Friday. By Saturday afternoon, the case was settled. Sean Combs and Cassie have reached a settlement in Cassie's lawsuit against Combs in which she accused him of rape, sex trafficking, and physical abuse. The settlement amount was not disclosed, as these things happen, on Saturday Combs' attorney, Ben Brotham, released a statement saying that the settlement does not undermine his flat-out denial of the claims. Ventura's lawyer, Douglas Winder, commented his client, commended his client for having the strength to go public with a lawsuit. Now, uh, Cassie Ventura claimed that Combs abused her starting in 2005, back when she was 19 years old and was a performer who's on his label and, of course, working for him as a personal assistant, doing things like giving her set, uh, drugs and alcohol, forcing to have sex with male prostitutes, all sort of things that are kind of nasty. Now, this going all the way through um, forcing way to her home in 2018, that's a long bit of time. 
How did this get filed? There's a lawsuit in New York that allows people to go back and essentially open up old cases that are well past their statute of limitations. That lawsuit, that filing, that window closes, I believe, uh, next week on the 27th, I think is the date of it. So we shall see more of these popping up. Of course, the underlying factor in this one is Combs alleged that Ventura was extorting him for money to uh, for now, basically saying he should write a tell-all book if he didn't give him money. Uh, he said no. He got sued. There's a settlement. We don't know how much money is in this thing, but now all, all parties should be quiet so far. Formula One fans filed a lawsuit against Grand Las Vegas Grand Prix. So Formula One fans had an issue for people who went to the Grand Prix on Thursday to watch some of the practice runs. There was a issue with Carlos Sainz Jr. damaging his Ferrari during his run session and it resulted in a 12-hour delay because he hit a water line that essentially meant the track needed to be fixed and taken care of. That 12-hour delay, meaning people in the afternoon on Thursday watching a practice session, couldn't go back to watching practice till 2.30 in the morning on Friday and that was not convenient. People who paid money for this couldn't see it. There's a class action lawsuit for that happening. We'll see how that plays out. Now, we just do just quick aside. I did pop this up in a quick little TikTok video and uh, got a little response how somebody said, you know, it's pronounced Gron, not, not, not Grand, it's Gron. Uh, he didn't, get, he, you know, took points away for that. He also didn't give me points for not saying pricks instead of pre when I'm pretty sure he is, is, is pricks. And we'll move on from that. Next story. Next headline. Appalachian State ends unbeaten run by James Madison, 26-23 in overtime. So Appalachian State did what no other team so far this season has done and beat James Madison, ending their undefeated streak for the year. Now, James Madison already took a loss early in the last week when they were told that they could not, they still could not actually compete in the NCAA's national championship. And the reason why, they just moved to Division One. They just went up a division. When you go up the division, you have to wait out two seasons to actually be eligible. But they're undefeated, and they're a smaller school, so there's two things going against them. They're undefeated, while most of the other bigger schools that are in contention are not, and they're in a smaller conference, and no one wants to see that. Literally, no one wants to see the smaller conferences uh, excel, because it's not actually about talent on the field. It's about cash. So... James Madison uh, basically got bounced by the courts. At least they're still fighting that. And people, of course, beating up the NCAA. That may not survive something like this. And Appalachian State did what they could do and took out James Madison. Now, James Madison will probably still win their conference because they're the best team out there in the, that league. And they probably could actually compete with some of the bigger schools. But as we see in many cases, when the smaller schools step to the larger conferences in the big stages, at some point they usually sort of flounder. James Madison wanted that shot. They just didn't quite get that. We'll see what happens. Maybe their almost undefeated streak can still get them some points in there. We'll see. The blindside subject, Michael Orr, demands Tui stop calling themselves his adopted parents. The story's not over. The story is probably never going to be over, but Orr has filed a motion to prevent Leanne and Sean Tui from profiling on his name, image, and likeness still, and from holding the book events for his parents uh, at the holding book events as his parents without his consent. Essentially, meet the parents of Michael Ower events are out there where they sign books and talk about how they raised this young man that they found out off in the streets, which is not exactly how the story actually played us out, which we are all finding out. We're going to find out what happens with this one. They were former co-conservators. That's been nixed, so that's there. They're not calling them the former co-conservators. They actually were never actually adoptive parents. That was essentially a flat-out lie. But 
Michael Orr is trying to keep the Tui's from making money off his name in continuum because it's big money. It's big name. And it's going forward in this new lawsuit. T-Mobile is sued by uh, people after an employee stole nude images from a customer's phone during a trade-in. So the short version of this is be careful what's on your phone when you go to the store to get it checked out and trade in because the data that's there, if you're not wiping it, guess what? It's there. And if you're sitting there and doing the transfer back and forth, it gets caught in their servers as well. A T-Mobile uh, 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 is being accused of failing to protect sensitive consumer data can't say can't say pre can't say uh consumer data after employee of one of retail stores stole nude images from a customer's phone when she came to trade in the old device suit is similar to at least eight other levied against t-mobile in the past one of napoleon's signature bicorn hats is at auction in france could fetch upwards of six hundred fifty thousand dollars one of his he had like 90 of these hats just hanging around and he used to either wear them or have them in his hat and when he was mad he's kind of throw them down like yosemite sam it was as big staunch part of his personality part of his look part of his mystique was the big old napoleon hat where he wore while he ruled in the 19th century france guess what one of them, and they're believed to only be about maybe 15, 16 that are still existence, is going up for sale. It's made out of, I'm trying to see where it is, it's made out of like, like beaver hair or something like that. It's a very dense-ish kind of uh, material. So they do survive because they are meant to survive, you know, in the battles of war. The biggest issue is it's been a long time since Napoleon roamed the earth. And those hats at some point have to basically disappear or disintegrate. The one the the fifteen sixteen that are existing so left out there going for auction could raise a lot of money. United Methodist Church colon two hundred sixty one Georgia congregants leave the denomination after LGBTQ divide. CNN gave us this one, and over six thousand congregations and just over thirty thirty thousand United States have been approved for this affiliation since twenty nineteen according to the UMC's website, but 261 churches are leaving a North Georgia conference on what they're calling a solemn day for the UMC. Methodists have fought for decades about sexuality and scripture at the general conference, and many argued a split was likely inevitable after the church strengthened its, its bands and partners on partnered LGBTQ clergy and same-sex marriage. What you're seeing right now is, uh, for lack of better explanation, a reformation in the church. And a lot of it is going on to sort of the Jesus message of love everybody and the sort of man's message of love the people who look like me and aren't rocking the boat. Many churches are starting to literally embrace uh, LGBTQ clergy and same-sex marriage uh, in, in the clergy. And so it's becoming a new thing, a new sort of action. This is something we're going to see more of, whether you want to see it or not. This is one of those things that is not going away. It's just going to bubble under the surface as the other issues we're dealing with along those lines are there. But at some point, this becomes a major issue and we'll have to deal with it as well. The Marvel's box office goes from bad to worse in catastrophic second weekend drop, losing about 78 to 80 percent of its weekend box office between week one and week two, only earning about nine to ten million dollars in the second weekend. The Marvels is struggling and of course Thanksgiving weekend is the weekend where people go see movies because there's nothing to do after you eat on Thursday other than watch a lot of football. If you watch the first two games, the third game may be a bit of a downer for you. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend is a big time for movies where the beginning of the season for the holidays, if you will, because of those big movies popping up. We are expecting a big move for Thanksgiving 
the movie about a horror f- going on in Thanksgiving, but we don't think the Marvels will do very good this week. And Jessica Alba, sparking outrage and the discussion about her age on social media. Now, the very short version, because we're running long, Jessica Alba was on a podcast interview uh, with someone named Bobby Altoff, because everybody has a podcast and they're all more famous than me, so whatever, whatever, whatever. It's called The Honest Company. That's or Her Honest Company is her company, and she's talking about how a company is doing well and what she's doing as a mature woman, because she's now in her 40s. She's a mom. She's doing some acting here or there, but she's really doing her best to run her company and just kind of do that thing. The discussion went back and forth to her age, whether Jessica Alba, who was listed as a a, a 40s 9, she's in her 40s, and she's a 9 out of 10, but cannot the compete, compete, cannot come to compare, cannot come close to winning out against a 20-something 6. Basically, someone in her 20s, someone much younger who's just a 6, basically, you know, barely in the range of, you know, in the range of kind of good looking, can't beat out with a 40s-year-old 9 because they're 40 and they're old, of course, everyone and their mother and their daughter and their father and their cat stood up to saying, dude, Jessica Alba's kind of hot. And just, it's just, then, then basically it came down to essentially, uh, I'm not sure what Bobby Altoff's issue was, but the biggest issue that where this is actually a discussion where twenties are better than forties is essentially the fact that Jessica Alba's been, been acting since she was 13, been lusted over since some um, dark angel when she was in her nineties and twenties. And of course, you know, old dudes like young people. Even though as they get older, the younger get younger and they can't get them. That's essentially where this comes down to. And that kind of threw me off. Not that Jessica Alba needs me to defend her. And like I said, not one of my future ex-wives lists, all very beautiful and very talented on our own. Jessica Alba can do this by herself. Thank you very much. In our apologies, errors and omissions, we're not talking about Frozen 4. Because you don't want to talk about Frozen 4. Frozen 4 did not make it into the realm of being viable to talk about. So... We're not talking about Frozen 4 or Frozen 3 or the other two Frozens as well. That's what we got. We're not talking about that. It is what it is. We'll talk about how we get the stories we talk about right now and explain how the feeds and how the vetting process works. What we look for you to do is to go to Facebook or Twitter. You go to those sites or X. You just let us know if the stories that we're posting on our feeds, Facebook and Twitter, are worthy of chatting up. This morning, as I produced this one, we pulled the top 30 stories from the engagement on the weekend. We had over 90 stories. Top 30 were in. Pulled 10 of those stories. Uh, a bit of a bit of housekeeping. We did pull two Angel Reese stories, one where she was benched and one where she was coming back. So that was a combination. But trust me, those two stories are way ahead of the top uh, by any means necessary. And we had a double in there someplace, so we had to combine those as well. But even with all that work, the story for the Disney princess, Ice Princess, it was only story number 31. It did not make the cut, so we didn't get a chance to put it in there. This story is up to you to make it into the cut. For tomorrow and the rest of the week, we'll give you eight stories for the top 15 stories of the day. I-10 Freeway in Los Angeles reopens. Search for person of interest in fire continues. So one person has been arrested, but there's still another person of interest in the fire that shut down the I-10 freeway in Los Angeles. They thought it would be months, turned out just to be about a week, and they'll be back to normal, maybe today. Opened up late last night with all the checks, so it should be fine for your commute. I'd probably go another route myself, but you can check it out on your own. 
Will we talk about this one tomorrow? You decide. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation. Let me know if this is a story worthy of talking about. If it's in the top 15, more than likely, I, we will put it into the stories listing for the morning. Now, we're going to do two ads, so we're going to go really long today. Bear with me. We'll do our best to speed them up. Most of these will be pretty uh, self-explanatory because it is Black Friday. Black Friday, Black Friday, this Friday. And so this is the beginning of the holiday season, at least for spending money, where because of the lack of people in stores on Black Friday, which is a good thing, Black Friday deals usually start sometime last week. And AppSumo started their Black Friday deals on Friday, last Friday, actually. AppSumo is the place where you can get great deals on software and uh, online uh, activities that are awesome. They have great extra deals on them now. And the biggest thing about them is most of these things you're going to buy are lifetime deals. The companies that hook up with AppSumo want to get you into their wheelhouse and they're doing it by giving you a lifetime deal, a great deal on something to get them started, get some cash and flux into their works and you get to reap the benefits. I have about about three or four uh, lifetime deals I use for AppSumo that I use daily, uh, more than a dozen that I've bought over the past decade or so that come into uh, rotation. And AppSumo also has some their own sort of their own tech that they push out that makes things easier for folks to use. Our newsletter software, which is Sendfox from AppSumo. There's, uh, AppSumo has a calendar app that's cheaper than all the other ones out there and works just as well as what you have. Check them out for great deals and Black Friday deals this week. Go to this. It's a conversation project.com slash AppSumo. This is a conversation project.com slash AppSumo today or all this week for Black Friday deals. And anytime you want to, uh, because they have these deals all the time. But because we're preparing for Black Friday, great deals coming up this week. And since you're preparing for time with your family, now's the time to chat up money. Yes, Tom's time to chat up money. Uh, check out um, my book, Mastering Your Money, which we released about three months ago on Amazon. You can get it in the uh, paperback edition, which the if you're looking at the video, the one on the left is the paperback. The one on the right is the Kindle copy version. Uh, it's harder to read, so I don't know why it looks like that. Uh, press the wrong button, I guess. Same book on the inside. Get the Kindle version for about five and get the paperback version for about ten on Amazon, or it's actually because of the way the program works, it's another place as well. Just search for Mastering Your Money, Jay Cleveland Payne, wherever you get your books, uh, digital or physical, and they're there. We would say Amazon is the best place to go because you're probably shopping there for Amazon deals anyway. So it's there. Help me out this, this season and help your family out. Get ready to master your money. If you've been holding on and thinking this is the year I need to figure out how to get my finances gone. This is a very simple book that takes some very simple principles. Many of them I actually do put in place. Many of them I've tried to and will try harder again this year to make things work out. They're very simple and they're things that you've probably heard before, hopefully organized in a way, in a manner, and not so beat you on the head like Dave Ramsey is, and you know, rice and beans, rice and beans. Something that'll help you um, kind of get yourself in the mindset of, I'm going to do this. And with some encouragement as well. So check out Mastering Your Money. You can find that at Amazon or wherever your books are found. Just search for me and Jay Cleveland Payne, my you know, online name, and check out the book. And do yourself a favor. Get some for your family. This may be a great Christmas gift. Or, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about their money. Maybe they want you to just give them money. That's, that's between y'all. But check out Mastering Your Money on Amazon.
Conversation Project lives online at this. It's conversationproject.com. We thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. We'll have a lot of thankful things to talk about on this week as Thanksgiving's a day of things, things of day of family, things of love and survival. As a person who survived, not personally because I wasn't in the house, but my family members who were in the house during a tornado this year and then survived, you know, nearly dying from kidney failure a few days later from overexertion, um, plus a lot of other little minor and sometimes not so minor things over this year. It's been a hell of a year and we're still here. This was the year, although every year seems to be like the, am I giving up this thing here? This was a year that I thought I was actually going to have to actually pull the plug on the conversation project and my entire business. And I didn't. And financially, when the money comes down into the year, it may have been, it may look like it might have been the wrong decision. But from a spiritual, literally from a spiritual standpoint, from a, a standpoint of progress and doing things, this has been one of the greatest years ever of learning, perseverance, and just being there with you in conversation, in the conversation project, literally, and some of the other projects. We thank you for that. Stop by our website. This is the conversation project. And see what you can see about us less explanation about what's going on so these things don't get so long is there if you go to the website and learn about us we have the feeds we talked about already on facebook and twitter that's how the most of the work is done if you guys give us the news stories to talk about we can make the work from there you can email me at the conversation inbox at gmail.com and you can tell me what things i can do better and not so worse if you will and you can go to our partnerships page and hopefully connect with us so we can do better things next year. The biggest thing that was sort of a failure for this year is we did not make the numbers we wanted to for new partners to do some new things. So we were able to slowly increase some things. I did get new lights this week because Black Friday deals, but we weren't able to get, um, I'm not able to pay the extra people for staffing who I want to work and they want to help work this thing out, but I can't do it if I can't pay them. So they can volunteer to a point, but there's only so much that can be done. We're looking for partners, looking for donations, looking for just things to help. And you can email me as well with some ideas with that end. But if you want to be a full partner, go to our partnerships page and see if there's a way we can work out something together. With that, let's have some fun. The fun stuff happens every single day after these things. And we always start off with birthdays because they're the funnest of the fun stuff. Yay. Happy birthday today to President Joe Biden. Yes, President Joe Biden is 81 years old today. He is the oldest president when he was elected president, and he's just getting older and older. He will be the oldest second-term president if he makes it to the second term. However, him being older and older is making it harder for that. We're not going to bash him on this one. We've already bashed him in the weekly wrap-up and, of course, in the story of the week for this past week. And we are still working on Trump versus Biden to electric boogaloo. That is that is happening. That is coming. Um, but um, right now, we're just going to celebrate the man turning 81 years old who's having a private sort of small ceremony dinner at home tonight and just hanging out with the kids and family for his 81st birthday remember donald trump he's only three and a half years younger he may not be 80 but he's close today in history in 1985 microsoft windows 1.0 was released no one pretty much remembers 1.0 it really became a thing around 3.11 essentially 3.11 which was out when i was in college around 91 92 when it basically came out became the de facto uh, operating system for people to work on on a 
PC-based computer. There were other operating systems at the time that all more or less looked the same, but the big difference between all of them was there was no operating system that came native to the computer. Our first Apple computer, which is what I actually took to college, you had to boot up each program directly from the, the, the disk, and the disk drive wasn't even a big thing back then. Disk drives weren't, weren't, weren't really, basically, most people were literally coding things and putting things, running tapes and whatever back in 92. Yes, back in 92, that far along, people were still doing that type of stuff. Windows 1.0 released in 1985, and um, essentially the future is now. Speaking of the future, today we're going to celebrate Future Teachers of America Day. Because future teachers are awesome, or in the limelight to be awesome. They're trying to be awesome. So, on, on annually on November the 20th, it was made to celebrate just how great teachers are. Sponsored by the Future Teachers of America, an actual group, an organization that helps future educators prepare for a classroom and becoming a part of a professional community. Through mentorship and teaching opportunities, they help teachers hone their skills and become wonderful educators. So let's celebrate those folks. Now, think about that. One of the biggest things about teaching, and I, and I know this now from full experience, now that I am an actual college professor, thank you very much, is that there's always the kid who had that great teacher uh, somewhere and wanted to do the same thing and copy that and emulate that. And then they go to teaching and realizing it's kind of a terrible profession. It's, there's no, not enough money, and the kids actually don't care. They cared when they were a kid, but they overthought the fact that other kids would care while they're teaching. Teaching is not the best profession in the world. Well, let me teach is not the easiest profession in the world. For people who love it and do it well, it is the best profession they could do because they do a lot. But we know many people are leaving the teaching profession as teachers because the money's not there, the support's not there, the parents are terrible. As a parent of a child who is kind of a, a one of those, I understand that parents are terrible. And the whole situation, the way we run education, needs some work. We don't need to throw out the books, but it needs some work. Celebrate a, a teacher today, a future teacher especially, and um, actually see what your kids are doing in their homework. And actually see if they're actually doing their homework. Because sometimes they say they're doing it, and it's on the computer so they can hide stuff. But sometimes they're, they're still playing Minecraft. Yes, they're still playing Minecraft. With that... We are done for today. A little long. It'll be a little long this week. And anyway, I thank you for sticking around for these longer ones this week. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I want to um, just be thankful for all of the people who have made the Conversation Project possible, continually possible in this year. The, the one, the one thing that popped up this week, and we're going long, I know. Uh, uh, I found out about some people just through just talking with the folks I know who, who listen and watch because they sort of have to. They, you know, they live in my house. Uh, about extra people who are watching and listening. And also, I reached out to a couple people just in my, this is the time of year where I reach out to seemingly random people because they're in my mind to make sure we're still connecting. You know, they're asking about things going on. Make sure you're spending some time this week with the family because family is important. Even if you're having some sort of beefing with family, reach out and say hello and tell them that you love them and you're thinking about them and you want the best for them. Reach out to some friends, old friends, old colleagues and folks who you're curious about and just kind of see what's going on. Maybe a few folks that you're curious about because hopefully they're doing better than they were. Maybe curious to hear about because hopefully you think you think they should be doing worse than they were. See how they're doing, show some cheer, show some love, show the bigger person on this week, and just reach out and, and reconnect. Do some of that. I'm doing that in bits and pieces uh, across the week. I've texted a couple people last week. I'll text a couple people this week, do some Facebook messages to some folks, um, and um, reach out to some people who you know, owe me money, but not ask for money. In the meantime, enough of the rambling. Go to the feeds.
go to the email, go to the partners page, help us out this week. It'll be extra long this week because we're Black Friday, selling ads, making money, yada, yada, yada. But also make sure you're staying limber, staying hydrated, stay on task for all that you're doing. It's been a hell of a year. We're not quite done yet. And we want you to stick around with us and so we can get through this together. Thank you so much. Let's bounce and do another one again come Tuesday.